Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Hello and welcome to Spotlight, the programme dedicated to celebrating arts on the island. I'm Michelle James. From films to music, graphic design to fashion, theatre to art, I am here to showcase our island's creative community. can't hide from the seaward anymore and on today's program I'm at the handmade Manx Christmas Fair in Balasala. There are over 40 talented local makers and artists showcasing their latest designs and gifts as many of them head into the busiest time of the year. Let's kick things off by speaking to Rosie Glassy of Pool Vash Black Limestone who has put the whole event together. So normally this room that we're in is a workshop filled with all sorts of stone being cut and shaped. But today we've cleared all the decks and we've invited all our friends down from Grenaby Studios and associated other makers from the Isle of Man. How on earth was it clearing out this amazing space that you've kind of made all creative this morning? So the lads helped on Friday. We cleared the decks and then all the makers have been coming in over the last couple of days to set out their stalls and make sure we're ready for the opening just now. How did you come up with the idea to bring all of these creatives together? I'm very much associated with the creatives on the Isle of Man. I'm a member of the Creative Network. I've got a studio at Grenaby Studios myself. And normally we would have uh, events there this at Christmas time, but unfortunately the planning situation's changed a bit. So we've just brought everybody here and it's, it's a really good cause. It's a really good opportunity for people to buy local instead of off Amazon and what have you and to see the talent that's actually available on the island. Plus, the other sort of main reason for having this today was to try and raise some awareness for Manx Wild Bird Aid and, uh, and raise some funds for them. So pretty much everybody who's uh, got a stall here today has donated something for the raffle and there's a grand prize just for three quid you, you buy a raffle ticket for three quid and you win a ch- you get a chance to win something from everybody who's uh, who's here today tell me a little bit about pool vash what normally happens in this room okay so here at pool vash we've got a showroom out the front and uh people we love people to come and sort of uh, see everything that we do anything from signs and christmas gifts right the way through to worktops paving we, we cut our own stone from Poolvash Quarry, which is our unique black limestone, and, uh, and then we also import materials. So our main focus this year is going to be exporting our polished Poolvash so that people around the world can, can enjoy it as much as we can. So how should I go about the, the rest of my morning here at the uh, Christmas fair? You've got, uh, what, 40? 40 plus? I think 38 or 40 stall holders here. Everybody doing their own thing. Everything's handmade. Everything from jewellery and crepes and uh, chocolates to flower arrangements and art. Just dot in on everybody and see, see uh, you know, exactly what they do. Let the fun begin, from Manx lobster to textiles to ceramics to glass design to prints to miniatures. There is absolutely everything coming your way today. So sit back, relax and enjoy as we head round the Poolvash Christmas Market.
Oh hi, I'm Deborah Tracy and I'm from I'll Be Creative. I'll Be Creative. Now, am I right in saying this is a, a new-ish venture of you coming coming to the island? Well, new-ish in one respect. I've been here three years. My husband and I moved here three years ago, but we had been here 12 years ago because I did the mosaics in the sunken gardens. Um, but we returned to the island for good now and I'm based at Grenoble Studios uh, where I create my glasswork and my mosaic artwork. And you're right next to the Christmas songs today. Oh, I know. So you're feeling festive. Oh, absolutely. But do you know what? It doesn't matter what time of year it is. If I'm making Christmas decorations, those Christmas records go on because I've got to put that joy into what I'm making. Absolutely. So you must start quite well in advance then. I'll be honest, I should have started in about May or June, but I was just moving into my new studio at Grenoble, which is bigger. So I'm sort of on the back foot at the moment. <laughs> so hence why my rents and my robins aren't ready yet, but they will be in a couple of weeks. And I know I spoke to you uh, only yesterday evening, you were saying, oh, it's been a rush to get here today. <laughs> I know, it's a Sunday. Who knew there was a seven o'clock in the morning? <laughs> oh, but I made it. And how would you describe your beautiful artwork that's in front of us today? Um, well, they're all individually and in handmade. Everything's made from sheet glass. Don't get me talking about glass because I promise you'll be bored as it is. <laughs> but I've actually started doing workshops at the studio now because I've got the space there. Um, so I um, enable students to come along and learn how to make some of these items. And we just have a really good time and enjoy it. It's creative therapy. And is it glass work? How is the best way to refer to your creation? Well, this particular glass is fused glass because there's stained glass, there's mosaic glass, there's uh, glass blowing. But I create fused glass, which is cold work with raw art glass. And then that's put in a kiln, which is a hot oven. And, um, and then basically, well, my kiln is called Nancy. And uh, I go, go on, Nancy fix it and she heats it all up and I open it and there the magic's already happened. <laughs> Beautiful and there's so many colours that we can see in front of you. How do you then put the colour onto the glass? How does that work? Well the glass comes in different colours I mean oh, I mean, there are so many different ways. We've started. Oh, you've started that's <laughs> it. Don't forget, kick me when I start getting boring. Well you buy the sheet glass in colours and you've got your opaque glass or what they call opal glass uh, and you've got your transparent glass so that lets the light come through and then I'll mix glasses up I can use powders I can use stringers and fritz there's all kinds of different ways but I've got a little bit of good news the Arts Council have very very kindly supported me by uh, putting some money towards a new kiln and a course which hopefully that will be coming the, um, the kiln will be coming in the new year um, so I'll be learning even new skills with the class which I am beyond excited about so Nancy's got a friend coming she has but do you know what because she's going to the, the new kiln going to need a name it's going to be bigger uh, i'm going to do a competition in the new year so that people can uh, choose a new name and i'll i'll pick the, the name i like best and then i'm going to give a prize of uh, two prices for a workshop because obviously the arts council have helped they've helped fund it i can afford to do that so that'll be good but do you know my sister said to me well what are you doing with nancy getting rid of it? and i said well which of your kids are you going to get rid of when you have a new one no <laughs> Nancy's staying. <laughs> I love it. She'll be pride of place. Absolutely. So these workshops, yeah. 
how can people find out more what is coming up in the next few weeks into 2022 can you believe it oh i know i mean i'm to be honest i'm practically booked up um, for this year but i do have a few places on the winter wonders workshop the christmas characters and the gingerbread house workshop but if they go on facebook my facebook page i'll be creative or on the website um um, and or calling at Granny Big on Saturdays after one o'clock, and I'll be there. So people can make and then have for Christmas. Is that is yes. that just the, yeah. the aim? That's the aim. So the workshops that I've got at the moment, so basically you can make two or three items. So it's a case of you can keep one and you can gift one. But all the time you're sitting there having a nice time making it. So it's a win-win, isn't it? Plenty of cup of teas, I feel. Oh, do you know? Do you know why I offer tea? I offer coffee, herbal tea, hot chocolate, diet coke, sparkling water, and biscuits. It's the law. <laughs> well, sign me up, Deborah. I'm oh, ready. Absolutely, yeah. Come on down. <laughs> Heidi Baker and I'm for Flower Studio. Heidi, we're here at the Poolvash Christmas Fair today and you are here with a beautiful stall. Talk me through what is in front of us. So there's some pieces that I've made myself, um, table centres, hanging decorations, wreaths. We've got a selection of house plants which will um, last up until the Christmas season and make lovely little gifts. And then there's also a selection of items if people want to have a go and make their own wreaths and decorations so we sell all of the apple and orange slices and the toadstools separately and the greenery and the twigs and presumably christmas is a very busy time of year for you talk me through the the kind of run up when do you start preparing um july (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah literally as soon as wedding season is finished but that's prolonged this year because of the pandemic and all the delays so um, I've been doing Christmas for a couple of months already and um, we've got our workshops starting in a couple of weeks and then I do a lot of house installations and business installations with people's decorations as well and we've got a couple of weddings in December too. <laughs> so you're feeling festive? Yes, very festive, yeah. <laughs> Talk me through what the workshops you have on offer might be. Uh, the main ones are for the Christmas wreaths so we've got a couple of different styles if people want to make a traditional wreath or we've got a sort of more Scandinavian style wreath um, they come along, they're all at Braid Hall this year and um, we give them all of the decorations and all of the materials and then there's a little tutorial demonstration um, and then they make their own to take home with them. Sounds wonderful, so uh, completely creative and and inspiring creative juices I suppose. Yeah definitely and lots of mince pies and tea and coffee as well. Oh I'm sold, how can people get to find out more about that? Uh, On my website um, which is just flowerstudio.im my name's Molly and this is my little business, Wally Made. I see what you did there, Wally Made. <laughs> very, <laughs> very clever. <laughs> and so talk me through what Wally Made is. So I'm a textile designer um, and I create all my own fabrics. And this is just my way of getting my fabrics out into the community. So I make hand, hand print all the fabrics uh, myself. Um, and then I dye them twice to get the two different contrasting colours. It takes about three days, it's a three day process, so it is quite hands-on and quite time consuming, um, but the results are totally worth it because it's so, so varied. So all of these colours and all of these different designs that we can see in front of us today all start off as, as the same fabric, is that right? Yeah, so they all start off as flat white, Um, And the fabric itself is made of two different fibres, which is how I'm able to use a chemical process to burn out my own prints. Um, And then from then I can use two different um, compound dyes to achieve the different colourways and the different fibres. 
And how did you come about kind of finding that as your process, as what, what works for you? So I'm trained in textile design and it's something I experimented a lot with um, at uni. And Devore really stood out to me because the, the quality and the finish is just unparalleled in any other fabric, I think, at the moment. So I'm really enjoying working with it. And there's so many things in front of us that you, that you make from, from scratch. What would you say is your favourite thing to make? The bags are probably my favourite because they're amazing addition to any outfit. Um, but I really appreciate kind of handcrafted things, um, and these take a good—they take a lot of time and effort, and they just look really pretty for the finish. Absolutely gorgeous. And am I right in saying you're now based on the island full time? You've got a studio. Yeah, so I'm just joining Grenaby over summer, so I'm with a lot of different artists there. Um, and my studio is a walk-in studio where I do alterations and fittings as well, as I am a dressmaker by trade as well. So it is really good there, and I'm there for the foreseeable. So anyone can walk in at any kind of point and say, I need you to sort my dress out. It's not looking good. I've got a Christmas party coming up. Yeah. And you can work your magic. Yeah, pretty much. So it's a walk-in service on a Saturday, but you can just drop me a message and I'm always there in the week, so you can come down whenever, really, uh, as I'm always based there. Going into 2022, after your busy, busy Christmas period, where is the business going? Have you got any next steps? So I'm working on some uh, bespoke orders at the moment and I do a lot of suit fitting so um, I'm try as much as I can to source locally so I use a lot of fabrics from Laxey Woolen Mills. Um, I've just had a piece in the Ellen exhibition with the Isle of Man Arts Council where you can see some of where a dress I've made from local materials. So I am doing a few um, orders uh, based around that at the moment so people can always get in touch if that's something they're interested in. I am absolutely taken aback by the coat that is nearly just about to just to go. <laughs> I love it. This is a children's size, but presumably you can make them to, to anyone. Yeah, I am. It will take um, a good few days to make enough fabric to make an adult size one, but it is in demand. I've had a lot of people ask for it, so I think I need to get to it. <laughs> Getting ready for next Christmas season. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> next winter. Absolutely beautiful work. How can more people see your work and get in touch with you? So I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Wally Maids. I also have my work on another Instagram called Molly Catherine. Uh, you can get me by Facebook, Messenger, WhatsApp, uh, which is all the details are on my Instagram page and Facebook. And I've also got an Etsy site as well with a website coming as soon. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Adams from Paint and Thimble. Paint and Thimble. Yeah. Eve, let's have a little look at the front of the stall here. So you're all set up. We've we've just it's only about 20 minutes into this market and it's so, it's busy. so busy. The numbers looked great and it's proving to be amazing so far. People waiting at the door, so it's good for all of us artists here. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. And so just talk me through what you've got on offer today. So I've got a selection of dioramas and miniatures and whimsical art sculptures, I suppose you might call them. And they're perched on top of various different bits of ephemera. So there's lots of wooden cotton reels, um, old Vesta cases and matchboxes, an alarm clock case. And they've got imagined scenes within them. Um, most of them are carved from champagne corks and wine corks um, and modelled from various materials, paper mache and stuff. Um, yeah, and they're like tiny little worlds. They're absolutely beautiful. And how did the idea come about to create your your beautiful work? Uh, well, it's been a long journey, and I do a lot of fairy illustration and miniatures anyway, so I'm always thinking about kind of fairies and fairy doors. So I, I don't know, maybe it was a bit of a, 
maybe it came on from that. I'm not sure, really. I always get asked this. You think maybe I'd thought of something by now. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like stories and storytelling, so I think I just make these little imagined worlds. Um, and whenever anybody else looks at them, they seem to imagine their own story associated with it. So, yeah, I think it's about stories and worlds and capturing that feeling of nostalgia and whimsy. And has it been something that you've been working on and it's your art has developed over time? Can you Can you pinpoint how you began and where you began? Um, it started, this, the dioramas and the scenes started with a series of Christmas wreaths that I did on uh, willow. So I made some willow wreaths and I started putting um, pine trees. I've got some pine trees that are felted. Um, and I started putting pine trees on and making these, imagining these snowy, snowy scenes. And then I did one with a thalton on. Um, and it kind of developed re- from there, really. And then um, the wreaths were quite hard to transport and store, and they were quite Christmassy. So um, doing it on ephemera and teacups and that kind of thing, it means they're a bit more sturdy and a bit more appeal a bit across the year a bit more rather than just being for Christmas. And, and sustainable, I imagine. Yeah, sustainable. Um, a lot of the pieces are things that I've been keeping hold of for a long time that I wasn't sure what to do with, like bits of fragments of book spines, um, a part of a seagull egg that I found, old cotton reels, that kind of thing. And the processes are all sustainable too. So, yeah, there's bits of wire that I've got on my desk and that kind of thing. Never throw away a thing. No, never. You should see my workroom. <laughs> for me, I'm just captured by this lighthouse scene that's just at the end of our table here. Is is a lot of your work inspired by the island and the and the landscape around you? Yeah, it definitely is. Especially the colours. I really like to work hard on the colours of the landscapes and the seascapes to just evoke what the beauty that's around us. And yes, definitely inspired by the Manx landscape. And just in front of us, there's a little a little teacup set up. And am I right in saying that's a that's a Radnafoylan sign? That it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and there's a, a Herringway sign on there too. And the grasses are in this little teacup are made of old paintbrushes. So it's all paintbrushes that I've left and got gummed together, so I've trimmed the bristles off and reimagined them as grasses. So I, the scenes are often determined by the materials that I find. So that's one example of that, not throwing away old paintbrushes. <laughs> Absolutely lovely. Now I must let you go because there's plenty of people passing it through and uh, keen to talk to you about your work. How might we have a look at your work and get in touch with you? Uh, my website is eveadams.art. Uh, my social media handles are paint and thimble. Beautiful. Thank you very much Thank and you. congratulations you on your gorgeous work. Thank you very much. I'm Jo Louie, Jo Louie Ceramics. I have a studio at Grenoby, Grenoby Artist Studios up in Ballabeg, and I just make lots of fun pops. This year, you say, is your, the year of the Lockton. Tell me about that. What's that meant for you? Oh, well, I just saw a lovely photo of a Lockton on one of the Facebook groups and I just decided I wanted to make a lovely Lockton and... Um, one Lockton, the very large one. We called him Elton because we were surprised when he was still standing. <laughs> but now we have lots of other little Locktons, different sizes, sitting on hills. And um, they, they just they've become quite popular and I just love making them because they've all very got very individual characters and they're smiley and, and happy things, happy things to make. How do you begin from from seeing the picture of, of let's say, the locked-in and then creating these masterpieces that are now in front of us? I first look at their smiles and then I just start playing with clay. And I find that I never plan anything and I just work. As I go along, I add bits and pieces and usually it works, but sometimes it doesn't. But um, it, I just have great fun in the process. 
and I use lots of moulds to make the little hills and I just put clay in bowls and see what they come out like and then I just mould the faces and the horns they're all completely different so whilst they obviously look the same they all have their own characters and they're all just individuals So all of your work, am I right in saying, is made from clay? It's all made in stoneware clay. I make high-fire clay, but I have a process where I try to keep the colours um, quite bold. So I have a different ways of firing it. I use quite a lot of 22-karat gold on them, just to give them a bit of bling. And um, I just have... I like... I do a lot of history pots, so pots of the moment I've got the one there the vaccination pot I've done Covid pots but I also I love to do pots all about the Isle of Man with all kinds of um, just scenes and views of the Isle of Man also do family history pots so I get asked a lot and I'm very honoured to be asked to make pots all about people's family histories and they come to me in the studio and they show me photos and we talk about really momentous occasions in their life and I try to bring them to life on a pot. How lovely. So let's have a little travel around the, the stall here. So something like your history pot, how long would it take you to create something like this? From start to finish, probably six weeks because it's quite a process. I, I think about what I'm going to put on it. Something like that, I don't use moulded um, elements. So they're all done by hand, every tiny bit. And... Um, you know, I research it, so we've got all about the South African variant, the COVID vaccination centres, all about the different things that were all in the news around the time of when vaccinations became available to us. And I just put them on the pot to remind us, because hopefully this is something we'll all forget, and this will just remind us of this time um, going forward. Your work is so unique, and, and it's certainly not the kind of work I've ever seen before anywhere. When did you feel that you, you found your, your way of creating, your way of expressing yourself, your style, if you will? Well, I've always been very quirky, and my taste is very quirky. I used to buy a lot of pots and interesting things, and I just thought, actually, I want to be able to make things as well. So from the moment I started doing pottery, which is about 20 years ago, they've always been very individual but it was only when I moved here to the Isle of Man three years ago that I was just so inspired by the island itself I absolutely love the island and I'm inspired by all the nature all the, the scenery the, the beauties of the island and that's really when it's suddenly come alive to me um, what I want to put into the box gorgeous so your art has changed since you've you've come to the island and been inspired yes very much so it always was fun and quirky but now it's very much um i think dominated by scenes of the island so your work is not only inspired and being created on the isle of man but it's going further afield and is being yes. is being shared worldwide oh yes no it is it, it does go worldwide but I love the fact that a lot of it stays on the island. How can people find out more about you, get in touch with you and see more of your work? Well, I have a Facebook page and Instagram, which is Jo Louis Ceramics. I'm at Grenoble Artist Studios in Ballabeg. And um, 
you can message me, my phone number, my message, every method of messaging me is on my Facebook page. And please feel free and pop down to the studio just to have a look and have a cup of tea because it's always fun to meet everybody. And that's all from me on today's episode of Spotlight. If you'd like to find out more about artists involved in the programme today, you can head to Manx Radio website and click on Spotlight. I would love to hear from all creatives on the island. And if you would like to be featured on Spotlight, get in touch with me at michellejames at manxradio.com. And I'll be back next Wednesday evening. Until then, have a wonderfully creative rest of your week.